a strategy to apply to a company was you purchased Shoebox with one shoe in it, obviously a brand new shoe, went to the hiring manager, specifically in the Coca-Cola branch, and I had my resume in there. And it says, now that I have one foot in the door, can you help me get the other one in? And I had my resume in the, uh, cool. in, in the shoe box and ended up getting a call, hit it off with the hiring manager. And I feel like, yeah, definitely nowadays, you have to kind of do stuff to stand out. And I hope someone can also use that trick because I thought it was pretty hilarious. Like if that happened to me yeah. as a hiring manager, I'd be like, oh my God, this person, they think outside the box. For sure. Well, well they actually think inside the box. And that Welcome to the Commission Brett Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale your business and not fall into the trap of Commission Brett. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Commission Breath. Today, we have a special guest on with us. It's Ryan Day from Calvert. For those of you who don't know, Calvert's a mech that Tom and I use quite a bit. I forget how we stumbled upon you. I know that you saved my ass on a pretty hairy file about a year and a half ago. And since then, you've just been like my go-to. So thanks for being here, Ryan. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Really looking forward to this discussion and love what you guys are doing in the marketplace. Just, you know, providing education for mortgage brokers. Really think that within the community, there can be a lot more engagement and education, especially with, you know, how the market is and deals becoming a lot more trickier. Obviously, Boros finding it more difficult to qualify. For sure. I think every file has a little bit of hair on it now. So you're just like, okay, where can I place this? And it's great to know these different ideas. And a lot of it, you don't know until someone comes along and says, Hey, like send this to Calvert. I remember I was referred to, it wasn't even through the broker channels, like another lawyer is like, you got to talk to these guys in Alberta. I'm like, okay, I'm in Ontario, but sure I'll do it. And it worked out nicely. So it's great. Perfect. Yeah, glad we could be of assistance. And yeah, I find once people know about us and they get the firsthand client experience with how we'd like to be, we'd like to think we're really responsive, hopefully give you quite a timely response. We always try to aim within that eight to 20 ish hours of right when we see the file. If it is a time sensitive deal, like we typically do have, try and provide a commitment letter within 24 business hours and let you know that we could fund it within 48. Yeah, that's awesome. We've definitely taken advantage of that before. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I can speak from experience too. I've never really dove into privates in the past and this year I have, and for sure, like using you guys has been super speedy, super fast. That's why we wanted to have you on here to kind of talk about that, your process, and also like the different kind of niche products that you have that can really serve mortgage brokers in this type of market, kind of going over some lead gen strategies that we can use and kind of go from there. Perfect. Yeah. More than happy to jump into, you know, kind of specific products or however you guys want to navigate this more than happy to take your guys' lead. Awesome. Well, before we get into the nitty gritty, why don't you tell us kind of how you ended up at Calvert? Because if I remember correctly, you're an Ontario guy yourself too, right? Yeah, you bet. So moved out to Calgary, I guess it was six, seven years now. Absolutely love the mountains, like just what Alberta, specifically Calgary has to offer in terms of just outdoor recreational activities, huge skier, really into golf. Obviously, very affordable, significantly less traffic compared to Ontario. Grew up in Newmarket, Ontario, was working down in Toronto for Coca-Cola. Decided I want to get into the beer industry, applied to a role, started working for Heineken, then later on Molson. And really unique story of yeah, how I got introduced to Calvert is I noticed that beer cans were significantly increasing year over year when I was at Molson. And in Alberta, there's an independent canning company that owns like 80% market share local independent company was going to go work for them. 
got to the final interview, decided I couldn't get fired up, get really excited selling canning solutions all day. Told the hiring manager I wanted to get into real estate, a few properties outside of work, and really interested in private lending. He put me in touch with Jesse, which is my current boss right now. He's our VP. Absolutely hit it off with him. We have an amazing relationship. And that's kind of the unique story of how I got introduced to Calvert. Wasn't really looking for a specific role out of Mick and felt like, yeah, personality shined through, had a lot of relevant experience, not so much in private lending, but just in sales and business development. And been here for three years now and just really love helping mortgage brokers, real estate investors, either scale their portfolio or help them out with tricky deals. Nice. That's awesome, man. It's always funny, the story that led you to something in the mortgage space. Like I was farming before Tom was firefighting before, like you're in beer. (laughs) (laughs) No one like finishes high school, university and was like, I'm going to go do this, but you always find it somehow. Exactly. You never end up kind of expect where you're going to end up in the next few years, but it's really cool just kind of looking back and, and the story similar to you guys, as I could imagine, right? Like it's, really big change. No, it's a huge change. I feel like connections really lead you there too. Like you had that connection, Brandon, you had your connection with our mutual friend. And it's always about like who you know, and how you kind of like get absorbed into these different environments I find really cool. For sure. Yeah, definitely standing out, I guess, on the story of unique topics, just to provide value. I know we're hiring a bunch of people. The job that I got at Molson, really cool trick is there's like over 500 people that applied to try and break through the crowd and the noise, I read a sales book. And in there, a strategy to apply to a company was you purchase shoe box with one shoe in it, obviously a brand new shoe, went to the hiring manager, specifically in the Coca-Cola branch. And I had my resume in there. And it says, now that I have one foot in the door, can you help me get the other one in? And I had my resume in the, uh, in, in the shoe box and ended up getting a call headed off with the hiring manager. And I feel like, yeah, definitely nowadays, you have to kind of do stuff to stand out. And I hope someone can also use that trick because I thought it was pretty hilarious. Like if that happened to me yeah. as a hiring manager, I'd be like, oh my God, this person, they think outside the box. For sure. Well, they actually think inside the box. What kind of shoe did you buy? I was just oh, awesome. it, was, it was the cheapest dress shoe I could find at yeah. Winners. I'm like, okay, 15 bucks, let's go. Just kept the other one. I was thinking, do you go super expensive to be able, like impressive? Like, do you get some Yeezys or something? <laughs> oh man, I wish I had the budget at the time for that. No, this was literally the cheapest shoe I could find, just to dress you. Love yeah, it. That's a great idea. I love that. Mm-hmm. So you're clearly a creative guy, and I think a lot of what Calvert excels in is those creative options as well, and just thinking outside of the box when it comes to a file that maybe doesn't fit box A or B. And you guys do some pretty neat stuff. So why don't you share a few of those different things you do? Yeah, for sure. What we're definitely most known for is helping support real estate investors. Some really unique things in the marketplace that we offer is low money down. So in Alberta, minimum that we need down is 10 grand. In Ontario, minimum that we need down is $20,000. And the value to your clients for that is clients are able to do volume. So like our top flippers right now, the number one guy, he's flipping 20 properties at once, currently right now, all at the same time, all on the go. So he's really obviously scaled up his operation. So having a lower down payment, clients are able to do volume, capitalize on more deals as opposed to doing 20, 25% down. But even if you're not a super sophisticated, you have you know a massive portfolio, we eliminate the capital barrier by having a lower amount down. You don't need the 20, 25% down. You still have funds for your renovations. 
So we'd like to think we're really eliminating and helping more people get into the market for flipping, if that's obviously the direction that they'd like to go, or buy, renovate, and then refinance. If they're looking to keep it as a cash flowing rental property, obviously we're known for really quick turnaround time to your guys' point. So it can fund, depending on the province, next day in Alberta or in two to three-ish business days if it's in Ontario. Fully open mortgages, so clients, you know, fully incentivized to pay them out as soon as possible. And then if they are a newer real estate investor, we don't need an appraisal. So something that's been really huge for a lot of these newer real estate investors is underwriting the deal to ensure that the client's going to be profitable. So if we run the numbers, even though, you know, Calvert's going to make their money off fees and interest, it's our number one underwriting criteria, seeing that clients are going to be successful. I know there's a lot of, you know, unfortunately deals going bad in today's marketplace, especially, you know, a year or so ago when the market dropped, depending on the province and property type and location, but like 20%. So a lot of clients went out of the marketplace. So we internally underwrite our deals to ensure that clients make a minimum profit of $20,000. The profit that we typically see is in around that 50 to 75-ish thousand dollar profit range. And what we're looking at is just ensuring that they're taking all their costs into association. So, you know, typically some people will leave out some of their operating costs. They project everything on a best case scenario. I think it'll take four months, you know, seven months down the road. It comes by, things always get delayed. Projects are always done over budget, unfortunately, for the most part. So just ensuring everything's on a worst case scenario, ensuring that clients are going to be profitable is something that we'd like to think makes us really unique to ensure that clients are successful. We don't do one deal with them. We really want to build a long-term relationship, especially ones obviously that are doing volume and just ensuring that we're looking out for their best interest, giving them an amazing client experience. They're going to be profitable. And then they're working with amazing brokers like yourself to ensure that, you know, if they can't sell the property or if their plans change, they're able to qualify on a refinance. And we really lean in on you guys to vet and do that underwriting. And you guys are awesome at what you do to ensure that, you know, clients have multiple exits because, you know, with how high interest rates are going, numbers for a typical refi, if they don't work anymore for a long-term buy and hold, they want to do Airbnb now or a midterm rental. People do need to get quite creative nowadays in order to just make the numbers work if they're looking to keep it as a cash flowing rental. So I know that was probably a really long-winded answer. Cole's notes is fully open mortgages can close really quickly, low money down, no appraisals and clients' best interests. It's yeah. just funny because like as you're going through, I have all these questions in my head and then you just kept answering them. So I'm like, okay, like that's so elaborate. I love it. But the one question I have is like during this down market, have you scaled back on that product or made the underwriting super strict? Or is it as long as it hits those guidelines, the numbers that you want to see for profit, then you guys will proceed for that specific product? Yeah, really, really good question. So when the market decreased like 20%, we reduced our loan to value to 70% loan to value of the after repair value. So I know people are probably thinking, Ryan, how is this company in business to put 20 grand down? Like you must be going underwater. So we take a look at the after repair value, not so much the as is value. And our appraiser confirms that value based off of the renovation summary that the client provides to us. We would value the property as is, as if complete, depending on if they're going to flip the property, and then go up to 70% loan to value of the after repair value. To your point on what we're seeing currently in the marketplace. So unfortunately, some clients, luckily, it's a very small amount of clients who are going to be taking, I guess, quote unquote, haircuts on their profitability. We reached out to all of our clients that bought on the peak from the height of the market and just got project updates from them like, hey, Jim and Smith, know that 
on the file. This was supposed to be done in six months. We're creeping up on seven months. Like kind of where are you at? What are you going to list at? What's your exit if you can't sell the property? How's your cash flow doing? Like just really ensuring that they're not on their end of the rope, so to speak, when it comes to ensuring that they have reserve funds and they're able to withstand economic loss. So really touching in with our clients, the deals that we're seeing today, we do go up to 80% loan to value of the after repair value. So we haven't reduced our loan to value, but we really want to see clients making an average of 50-ish thousand dollars and ensuring that everything's on a worst case scenario. If they think they'll be in and out in six months, let's underwrite for eight months. They think it's going to take a hundred grand, let's budget $120,000. If they're new to flipping and they haven't used a contractor before, ensuring that they've had three to six quotes the contractor, are they well-staffed right now? How many projects are they managing? Do they have the materials on hand? Because I know a while ago, there was obviously material shortages. So just using the expertise that we have in-house, the company's been in business for over 45 years. So they've seen everything under the sun, so to speak, primarily lending in Alberta, where the market's been you know, up and down like crazy, as opposed to Ontario, where for the most part over the last, you know, whatever, 40 years, it's increased just year over year. And this was like one of the major first decreases we had. So in short, just touched in with all of our clients, ensuring the deals that we underwrite now have healthy profit margins, and that it's primarily going to be cash that they're using. We do accept debt. So if a client's looking to do a flip, we need to verify $200,000, ensuring that if they are going to use debt, so like lines of credit, that everything's off a worst case scenario, to the point they're just successful, that they're not stretching themselves too thin, and nothing is off a best case scenario which obviously benefits the client, but we'd like to think that we're educating the client as well too, just from what we see on a daily day basis, sharing those insights and communicating that to help people make better purchase decisions when it comes to real estate investing, just using our expertise. For sure. And I think one piece you touched on there, and I've had a few clients that had this benefit are looking out for the clients long-term. So I had a few clients, one was they had bought another property. They couldn't sell theirs on time. Someone in the family had a disability, so they needed a long bridge. So that was why we had come to you because it just made sense. And it was coming up on the time horizon. And they called me and they're like, hey, I just want to let you know, like someone from Calvert reached out, let us know that if we need to go a little bit longer, they're not going to charge us any additional fees, anything like that. So they just felt really good about where I had placed them because of their unique scenario. And for us, like Tom and I are 99% referral business. It's a big win for us when we get those calls because, you know, the same thing is going back to the realtor who would have originally referred us and knows that this is a complex scenario. So that's something we really value there. And on that bridge topic, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty hot right now. I know we had met up you, me and Garrett about a month and a half ago when you were in town. And is that still something you're seeing a lot where people are getting themselves in a bind and needing this bridge? Yeah, to your point, we're still seeing quite a few bridge deals makes up about 10% of our business. Last year, we did a, just over 300 million. So, you know, around $30 million in bridge deals in, in Alberta and Ontario. Those are still quite popular for us. What makes us really unique in that sense is, yeah, still don't need appraisals, can fund in two to three business days. They're fully open. So clients can pay them out at any time. Don't have to deal with those pesky, like three month prepayment penalties, whatever the case may be. All the fees are capped into the mortgage as well too. So clients do not need to pay our fees on closing day. It's just built into the mortgage. So love helping clients in those situations. Most common user case scenario is, you know, can't sell their house in time. They purchase the house of their dreams, their other one's selling or they're about to list or it's conditionally sold. So in those scenarios, 
just love helping clients get into the property, obviously, if their dreams or if they're in a pinch, having a quick closing solution so that they're just able to get into the property and there's no issues with closing and just providing clients with peace of mind. The yeah, biggest that's, that's all the key points that you need to is like fully open, short term, no penalties, and your rates too are pretty favorable. So I, the one file I had, well, we had like three in one span of like three weeks with you guys. And the one file I had of those three, I reached out to a couple of privates before going to you guys. And I was quoted 3.25% for the actual lender fees, so not even broker fee or anything, just a lender fee. And I'm like, that seems high. He's like, man, you're not going to get any lower. Like for that specific situation, you're not going to get any lower than that. And I gave you guys a call after and it was like, yeah, probably 2%. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like 2% all inclusive too. Like yeah. 1% broker fee, that's it. So I'm like, man, game over. Like I'm going to Calvert for sure. Yeah, we've heard some crazy stories of, you know, individual private lenders, just other companies. And, you know, if you get a file and you don't have standard rates, terms, fees, all that stuff, like it can get not bashing anyone, but can get pretty predatory, right? Like if you know they need to close in whatever four days and client's going to be stressed in those circumstances, like people are obviously willing to pay an insane premium if if they have no other option, no other lenders. So yeah, that's a bit steep, but understand at the end of the day, other businesses have their focus and like to think we're having a level even playing field, no matter where the clients come from in order to give everyone standard pricing to ensure that it's fair for everyone. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I like a lot of that fee structure as well, because you actually cap the broker fee in there as well, and then pay that. So you're not having to go and get a letter of direction from your client and do that whole process as well that way. And I think it's so much nicer as a client perspective, because a lot of what we do is we're just finding the best solution for you. This is it. And you're not getting dinged in addition. Yeah. Yeah. Really good point on that note. Like what type of deals are you guys currently seeing right now in terms of, you know, what's going on with your clients? Like, are you seeing a lot of just short-term requirements or is it like A deals, B deals, credit unions? So we're a decent mix. We are mainly A deals for the bulk of things. We have a few B clients here or there, but usually our B clients end up being more so like something we would send to you where it's like, hey, they need a bridge and B bridging isn't always the nicest way. So that's a lot of how we structure things. But most of our stuff either falls in that, that A or MIC category. I don't find that we do a ton of B, largely because we both hate like bank statement programs and stuff like that. <laughs> I find they don't really like get attracted into my world for some reason. And I'm not sure why, but mostly, yeah, I mean, like I've always been A. And then the more so like this past year, more privates and a lot of it has been the bridge issues that people are facing on the A side where they're not able to sell their home in time. So that's where we're seeing a lot of our privates go. And yeah, that's quite the majority. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, we've noticed a massive shift in our business. Like two years ago, Ontario was 60% of our business. Now it's 40% of our business. And our okay. flip product has completely dropped. No, I wouldn't say drop off, but was like 75% of our business. Now it's probably like 40-ish percent. Yeah, 35-ish. What's and the reason for OS growing a bit more? Like obviously Calgary's kind of heated up, but what do you think the reasoning is for Ontario dropping in Alberta? Yeah. So prices in Alberta, relatively speaking, like they didn't have the massive decrease that Ontario did. Edmonton, it's been flat, starting to decrease a little bit now. Calgary's been one of the hottest markets in Canada over the past few months here. So lots of people are still flipping within Calgary and Edmonton. 
from the massive decrease that happened in Ontario, that really created a lot of uncertainty in the market, specifically within the real estate investor community that flipped. So we saw a lot of that business decrease. However, we started promoting a product called an interim purchase or just a short term purchase where no renovations are going to be completed and clients have a 12 month, essentially fully open loan. We draw them up in six month terms, but it's if they're not completing any renovations and they just need a product to close on the property and they're either going to sell or refinance. So one of the most common user case scenarios is pre-construction right now. I'm trying to get the company to brand it just pre-construction financing. So unique solution that we offer is still closing in, you know, two to three business days. We lend on the as is value. So if a client bought a pre-construction property, say, you know, Barry, Ontario, they bought it for 700 grand two years ago, two and a half years ago, it's worth $800,000 and it's closing next week. We would lend on the $800,000 as is value, go up to 80% of the as is value. So if, you know, it's increased in value, they're able to get in with lower money out of their own pocket close in two to three days, don't need an appraisal, and then it's fully open. So clients are literally able to get in if they don't qualify anymore, because rates have obviously gone through the roof. They close and they either sell, it's mainly sell because they typically bought them as an investment property. But now if the numbers don't work as a long term buy and hold, they can't Airbnb it, they just want to kind of offload it if it increased in value. We just essentially help them get in and then they sell the property fully open quicker they can get in and out more profit that they make and that's been a huge saving grace for our business in ontario primarily my job to push and promote this product so there's been a few teams that have really caught on to this the one key takeaway of where we see brokers finding deals for this product is i'm involved in quite a few real estate investor groups there's one specifically like gta pre-construction bond pre-construction. So going in these pre-construction focused real estate investor or realtor groups, there's so many posts in there nowadays saying like, hey, offloading this property, closing in a month, it decreased whatever, a hundred grand, $50,000 in value, clients are walking away from this deal. So just reaching out primarily to real estate investor focused brokerages or pre-con focused brokerages, specifically for this mortgage product, saying, hey, if you ever have clients in a pinch, They're just looking to literally close and sell because they don't qualify anymore. They just want to offload like, hey, I have a mortgage product for you. They're just going over that value proposition because not many people know about it, especially the no appraisal lending on the as-is value. Yeah, that's unreal. If the property value goes down, are you guys lending on on the as-is value if it's lower than the purchase price? Yeah, so it goes in their benefit or their detriment. If it decreased in value, unfortunately, we need more down. If it's the same value, lend on that value. If it's increased, then it goes in their benefit. So we saw a lot of it increasing in value. It's a lot of it now is coming in really depends on the property type, like if it's a condo and location, like if it's in Toronto or Vaughan or Mississauga, we are definitely starting to see some more come in, you know, $50,000, $80,000 below what they purchased, as opposed to just walking away from their deposit, try and just list it and sell really depends kind of on the deal. But just having a solution because you know, if people aren't aware of other products out there, they just think of the typical AB, like it's really difficult. Like you just really need creative solutions in order to help clients, unfortunately, in these scenarios. And like we have one client closing on five properties, five pre-construction in the next six months in Ontario. Um, So yeah, they went quite aggressive and like, luckily they're all coming in, you know, at the value that he bought them for, if not a little bit higher. Well, but Hopefully you can offset them though. Like, I don't know, man, said, I wouldn't want to sell in this market with all the pre-con. Like that's just speculation at its finest for investing, but. He's going to pay yeah. a lot of HST. Yeah. Oh, that too. 
I can see Brandon in those groups in an hour from now, just, Hey, I just have this product. I love that strategy though, man. That's awesome. That's super granular. And that's what we want to chat about here on this channel. Yeah. yeah. We're creating product sheets right now for brokers. Like we have one for our flip product that's unbranded as well too. So it doesn't have, you know, Calvert's contact details or underwriters contact details. It just literally has the value proposition rates, terms, fees, lending locations, process to get pre-approved and what we need to submit a deal. So we're creating more tools and resources for the broker channel, just because we just want to have an effortless experience for you guys, right? Like I know you hear about a product, then it's kind of like, you know, what do I do? What's next step? So uh, obviously have our flip analyzer tool that you're welcome to brand as your own, take out Calvert's branding. What we use that tool for is internally to underwrite, to ensure that it's going to be a profitable deal for clients creating our unbranded product sheets, and then you're able to send them out. But yeah, if you guys have any feedback, suggestions, like you want to do case studies, client interviews, love hopping on podcasts, just anything that you guys think you need that would be like, Ryan, this would make my life so much easier. What I'm trying to develop right now is an email sequence for our product for brokers to reach out to your clients for these products. So it's literally, you have the templated emails, you have the unbranded information, you populate the client's contact details. So then you just don't need to do that extra step of reaching out to the clients. You already have a templated email sequence that we've drafted, obviously you modify it as you see fit, depending on your relationship with the client and that, but just really trying to make it easy for brokers so that it's just more effortless on your end. Yeah, I like that. And if you can link us a few of those tools after, we'll put them in the show notes for anyone who's listening because I think that's a huge feature to add. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. I think you guys are really innovating in terms of like the lender space. Like a lot of lenders do have some of these free tools for mortgage brokers. But it seems like you guys are going one step further with it. And I think you guys are starting a podcast too, which is very different. You don't see that often. So maybe you kind of elaborate on what that's going to look like. Yeah, for sure. The company has seen the history of its lifetime over 45 years, pretty much everything you can imagine of deals going bad, deals going well, you know, houses flooding, clients just completely abandoned, cut off all communication with us. It was starting to get into wintertime, pipes burst, they froze. We had someone check up in on the property. There's a brand new indoor pool because the water flooded in all the basement, found out several days later. Learning lessons from lending on mobile home parks that now we don't do. Why we really focus on major urban city centers. Because what we notice over the history of the company is when you have these market decreases, primarily in Calgary and, and Alberta, because that's where the history of our company is, and you go into you know a recession, Typically, people tend to focus on the major urban city centers. There isn't as much demand for the rural properties. So those are more susceptible to larger price decreases just because the demand for those properties, there's a smaller population. So there's just less supply and demand for those types of properties. So we're really trying to share everything that we've learned, put it in digestible information, interviewing people within the company, underwriters, the one founder and their two sons, and just trying to provide as much educational content to help people and brokers in the real estate investor community space to help them make better financial decisions based off of the learning lessons of, you know, the company of us losing money from time to time or mortgages gone bad or mortgages that unfortunately we have to foreclose on or do power of sale on and just really share those insights, just help people. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I like that you took the expensive lessons and you're sharing them with us and our clients now. So we're grateful to be the benefactors of this. Well, Ryan, it was great to have you on here. Tom, do you have any last questions you wanted to ask Ryan? Yeah, I do actually. So let's just go over 
the flow of like, hey, I have a deal. I want to submit it to you guys. Is it like over Finmo velocity? Do I email you? Kind of maybe walk us through that. Yeah, really good question. So available on uh, Phylogix, Velocity, email, whatever works best for the broker. Typical docs, if clients don't have a deal and they just want to get pre-approved with us, really simple, just app, credit, NOA, proof of funds. That's good for one year at a time, except for proof of funds. So if a client just is actively looking for properties to start flipping, we just need that. And the benefit of getting pre-approved is just the turnaround time. Once they do find a deal, is significantly decreased just because we have a lot of the paperwork already on file. But if they have an active and live deal right now, it's just those documents, plus obviously purchase agreement, lawyer contact details, and a renovation summary if they are flipping a property. Once we have that, we can let you know typically within 24 business hours and fund in 48-ish hours is the typical process and timeline. If that isn't the timeline, then we'll have to have some discussions on the team of people that need to give some more timely responses. But yeah, always strive to give you an answer, ideally in a few hours, especially if it's time sensitive. I know how stressed it can be to be a broker. I personally don't know, but I can only imagine. I know how stressed I am for my properties and like always wanting updates every hour or so. So if you're ever hesitant, yeah, call, text, email our underwriters. I won't speak on behalf of them, but they do work quite quite aggressive hours. So it's all in benefit of the client. We want to make you guys look good. And we find just having timely communication and a seamless process. If there's any feedback on how we can improve that as well too, like... We'd love to hear how we can better serve you and you and your clients. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And you can tell the team they're doing a great job. We love them. And uh, yeah, so everyone's doing perfect. Perspective. Perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. We're hiring like crazy. I'm looking for a business development associate currently right now. If you guys happen to know of anyone, we just hired three junior underwriters as well too. So yeah, it's good to share that on the podcast. Cause I know a lot of lenders are laying off and yeah. then, uh, agents and brokers are a bit slower so it's good you might get some people interested from this so yeah yeah we found our marketing manager from an actually another podcast that my boss jesse was on so you just never know who another might reach out. exactly exactly yeah. might as well say it you know so yeah, yeah for sure awesome well thanks ryan and look forward to working with you over the next couple months and uh getting some more deals your way and Please share those resources with us. We'll share them with the rest of the community. And uh, thanks for coming on today. Perfect. Really appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day and love what you guys are doing. As I mentioned before, keep up the podcast. It's great stuff. Thanks, Thanks, Ryan. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.